This is the PSA Podcast, where we deep dive into the business of technology and automation. Welcome back to the PSA Podcast, where we deep dive into the business of technology and automation. I'm Marty Wolf, and with me in the studio today, again, is Mike McHale. And Mike is the CEO of PSA Systems, which stands for Production Systems Automation. And let me give the website a plug right out of the gate. It's PSASystems.com. PSASystems.com. Mike, welcome back. And I guess we have another special guest. Who would that be? Good afternoon, Marty. Yes, we have uh, Tony Wallace uh, on Skype today. Tony is the world's number one online platform for automation professionals. Um, so Tony's an, an engineer and has a, an automation company that specializes in industrial robotic programming and developing of software packages. Um, and he's been in the industry for, uh, Tony, what do you think, uh, 20, 30 years, I guess, at this point? About 20 years at this okay. point. All right. So, so Tony, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us a little background on yourself and then, uh, you know, we'll start uh, talking about Automate America and, and how the gig economy is coming to engineers. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I just want to start real quick by saying, Mike and Marty, thank you guys for having me here. Uh, when I heard the first podcast and you guys started discussing bringing manufacturing back to the U.S., I was hooked. Uh, then I started listening to your other podcasts and most of your guests at some point described the skilled labor shortage that they had. And that's when I decided to contact you. So I really appreciate uh, you accepting my offer and having me on today. Well, thank, thank, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah. So ultimately, I'm a robot programmer by trade. I worked for an engineering startup for four years in Detroit, and then I became an independent contractor and started what is now Automate America. Um, I programmed on the floor alongside my team for about 12 years. But uh, now I'm an entrepreneur that has succeeded a few times and failed even more. Um, we The company's been through a lot over the years. We had an automation training academy that uh, never made money. <laughs> we started a machine shop to support ourselves and uh, that never panned out to uh, make any money. We started a laser tracker group uh, and we tried to be like PSA systems. We tried, uh, we built several one-off systems, but uh, as, as you know, Mike, we uh, the, the time in between projects is what can kill a systems company. Uh, if you have one large project followed by no project, followed by a bigger project, um, it's an ebb and flow of contract work that really hurt us um, with all of these things, whether it was the automation academy, the machine shop, or the one-off systems. But uh, in that time, we found a solution. And uh, so that solution for us was bringing everybody together in one free and fair online marketplace where customers could share their needs with suppliers and contractors instantly and a platform where suppliers and contractors could market their products and services and their availability in real time with their customers. Um, manufacturers and automation companies, they needed a system that allowed them to contract on demand. Uh, as you know, Mike, if if you guys get a big project, it's great to have your in-house team, but you need to be able to flex your workforce quickly when you get that new project. You need now all of a sudden you need 10 more engineers on the ground and you needed a platform to be able to do that. So that's kind of what uh, what we have developed here to uh, to get everybody's needs out there and to share them instantly. So, Tony, to, to kind of break this down, you're basically yeah. you've developed a program similar to, to the Uber Lift gig economy, 
That's where, exactly it. Where, in, where, where engineers could put up their skills and then a, a company like PSA or any other automation company or, or end user could reach out for those skills. That's correct. Exactly. So you post exactly what you need. We get it out to thousands of people and suppliers instantly. And uh, they apply to your work and and you choose who you want to do it. And it, and it's literally, we filled requests within minutes. Really? You put it in there, you click go. And, and next thing you know, you've got 10 good people that apply to it. And it's all done through text messaging and uh, emails. So it's very quick. Gotcha. Is, do you have a rating system or how, how do you, how do you actually vet the, vet the, uh, the engineers that are on the platform? Um, how do you rate them? You know, what kind of successes are you seeing from end users, from the engineers? Yeah. So ratings, reviews, and endorsements. So anytime that an engineer does work for a company like P- PSA systems, you have to give them a rating and a review at the end of the project. So as the platform, as the marketplace builds up and we start doing more work, uh, we will get more of those ratings and reviews. And I believe that those will really drive the the customer confidence that they're getting the right person. For right now, we have checks. So for instance, Fanic, Allen Bradley, Siemens, if somebody says that they have those skills, we kind of review that with them, make sure when they register on the platform before we approve them, that they are the real thing. Now we can't, we can't guarantee it. So what we've seen so far is if you contract a hundred people from us, you might have problems with 10. (laughs) So we're seeing about a 90% success rate right now. I think that's pretty good. I mean, just from, you know, hiring employees, um, a 90% success rate is actually fairly, fairly good. Um, yeah, it seems to be a little bit better than uh, traditional for sure. Yeah. So, you know, as the, what, what impacts, um, to the gig economy do you see with some of the challenges Uber or Lyft are seeing as far as 1099 employees and some of the, the, the tax issues, payroll tax issues, benefits issues? Are you worried about that impacting your business or, or kind of constricting um, your platform? Yeah, for sure. And, and I, would, I would not be honest if I said it didn't. But we have kind of found a way around that. So with all of our contractors, they are not just 1099 independent contractors. We make everybody form their own corporation, whether it's an LLC or an S Corp. So it's literally customers doing work with suppliers. So we're all corporations and we're all just working together. So whether that corporation starts out as an individual, the idea is that we help people become independent contractors and start their own engineering contract firm. So that helps us alleviate a lot of it because we're not just working with DBAs and things like that. Are you making, are, are, are these LLCs, do they carry insurance? Um, GL yes. and, okay, so they're, they're even insured. Interesting. That's correct. So we require everybody to carry a million dollar uh, professional liability policy for us. And then for our customers, see, really our policy covers our customers and we have a $10 million umbrella policy right now that covers our customers. So we do work, we're compliant with like Mercedes, BMW, ThyssenKrupp, guys like that. So, so Tony, how long you've been at it? Automate America. Uh, we just launched the platform in 2018. Okay. So right at the beginning of the year. We've been a traditional engineering contract company since 2001. Well, I find this fascinating. Uh, I really do. I mean, I've interviewed several people uh, related to the gig economy. Um, 
and it has its uh, good and bads, as we're kind of already talking about. Um, so I, uh, here's where I'm here's where I'm kind of I'm mumbling and fumbling. Forgive me. I'm a, I'm a marketing guy at heart, so I'm sitting here thinking, well, how the heck did you find all these people? How did you find your potential customers? How did you find uh, these potential engineers? How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so over the years, the the customers are our traditional customers that we've been doing work with. And then, of course, we've used other platforms to build our platform, such as LinkedIn. So a lot of social media posts on LinkedIn that customers would see and say, hey, this looks like a much better solution than, than what we're doing right now. Um, and uh, that for, for the supply side, for the, the suppliers, the contractors and the contract companies, they see it on a social media post. They love it. They, they join right away. Um, but the customers are a little bit different. So that is one of our challenges. We're mm-hmm. trying to change the way traditional manufacturing companies do business, and that is not uh, not easy. So on that side, Marty, we are doing a lot of the work for them from time to time mm-hmm. uh, where they just call us and say, hey, I need a robot guy here tomorrow. And mm-hmm. then we have to put in the request where it's really supposed to be a self-serve system. Um, but what we're seeing is that uh, some of the younger generations and the younger managers that are starting to move up in the industry, they get it right away. And, and they're the ones jumping on and using it as a true self-service marketplace it, it is meant to be. Let's, let's talk about that marketplace a little bit. What type of engineers, what type of engineers, what type of background are, are actually applying or putting their resume up? Are they more experienced, younger, and, and like, you know, it's, it's interesting to me as, as engineers, as entrepreneurs, because it doesn't really fit our mental, our mental state very well for that yeah. fixed, that, that fixed place to go every day and that fixed income. Um, so exactly. how, are you, how, how are you seeing that? Yeah. And Mike, that's, you're exactly right. That is a difficulty that we faced early on. And the way that we've overcome that is by allowing the other contract companies to join. So for instance, when that engineer doesn't want to be an independent contractor, he can go to work for a contract company and he can be an employee of that company. They'll give him full benefits and everything that he needs. And then when he's not billable to a project or to a customer, that company is on Automate America, they will apply their employees to our work. Hmm. So it's, so almost, that's how we, yeah, it's yeah. almost like a sec, it's almost a secondary job market. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. a whole job market that nobody's accessing, that nobody really understands. And that's what makes us different. It's not just a play on independent contractors. It's a play on all these contract companies and all of their unavailable or their available engineers. So as you know, your company probably makes great money on all your projects. The only time you lose money is when your engineers are sitting there and don't have a project to build their time to. And that's really the solution that we have here so that you can keep all of your team billable all the time. Hmm. Hmm. What's your website? I assume it's the name, but let's be clear. What's the website so people can learn more? That's correct, Marty. Just uh, automateamerica.com. Do you have a, do you have an app? Do you have an app or is it just web, you know, is it just web browser based? Uh, nope. It's all Android and iOS. Okay. And, so, uh, and web-based, so, so, so however you want to use it. So anyone listening, this could go to the App Store and, and download that app. That is correct. Interesting, yeah. interesting. And, is, uh, is there a perfect customer or customer, either a perfect uh, 
Well, I'm, th- I'm thinking about who you would provide the service for, not just the engineers. Is, is Do you have an ideal prospect or an ideal customer that you could describe, or is that an unfair question? No, no. The, the idea, there's two different kinds. So we have the automation suppliers, so guys like PSA Systems who builds the big automation systems. So they need to have their small core of engineers that that they know and trust and have been working with for years and know their ways. But for instance, when they get in a big project, sometimes they have to contract in as much as 70% of their workforce. So those guys are perfect. And what we do is we'll go to their site, boots on the ground, help them program their robots, their machines, get them up and running. But then we'll follow it to the uh, customer's install. So for instance, most of your systems, Mike, I would imagine are built on your floor and then shipped to the customer, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times we can save PSA money by finding the professionals to install the system in the other state where the machine is actually going. So all of those travel expenses can be saved a lot of times. Mm. And that's that's just one other place where, where we add a lot of value. So who, um, who, so who's, what's the ideal engineer? listening to the podcast what 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 do you what do you think criteria sets somebody apart yeah so a lot of robot programmers a lot of controls engineers uh mechanical designers simulation we've been doing a lot more of that right now process automation um a lot of the customers are wanting quotes right now but they don't know what they want so we're turning those into hey let us process your automation figure this out and then we'll have a good bid spec for other people. Um, so that's been very good lately. But uh, overall, the box that we try to fit into is automation engineers. So anything, any professional related to manufacturing and automation. So you're actually helping, you're helping end users, you know, call it Toyota or whoever it may be, one of your customers, you're helping them with engineers to actually help to, to develop projects. Because one of the issues that we see is that companies have limited resources to actually develop projects or to get projects on the street. And sometimes that hampers, you know, the ability automation company to actually get a job or win a job because there's actually no engineers in house. That's correct, Mike. And that's, that's exactly where we can help them. So if they say, look, we need to manufacture, we need to automate the manufacturing of this part, we can come in and we'll actually turn that into a work request on Automate America. We'll get the right team to go in there and process out that automation and create that bid package for them to then send out to PSA systems. So you guys know exactly what you're bidding on, what the customer needs. And I think that's been a huge problem in our industry is that the the customers will call us in and they don't know anything about automation or don't know enough, or they just don't have enough time in most cases. You know, so they want different suppliers to bid this project and everybody comes up with completely different solutions. And now you're not you're not looking at apples to apples anymore. And uh, that's something we're really trying to fix. Uh, Tony, are there markets or locations that you'd want to point out that you already have a strong presence or anything you want to mention in terms of that? Yeah. So we started the company in Michigan. So we have a strong base up there. Uh, In 2009, we moved down to South Carolina, Uh, so we've got a very good base down here of customers and professionals. 
But uh, ultimately, we've been doing work all across the U.S. right now. So a little bit out in California and Nevada for Tesla, but a little bit in the, the Midwestern states for uh, wind and solar, for GE and things like that as well. Um, if I had to name a sweet spot, it's I-75 corridor between uh, South Carolina and uh, Michigan. Interesting. It's a pretty, that's a pretty big, long drive. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is. And I do it once a month. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're out there on the road making things happen. You're an entrepreneur, for goodness sake, Tony. That's what it takes, brother. You know, you got to be out there. So two or three years have passed, Tony. I'm going to ask that question. Two or three years have passed. What does uh, your company look like? Who are you serving? What does it look like? Is it different from today? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's changed a lot over the years. Um over the last couple of years since we launched Automate America. So we've seen a lot more diversity. Um, if, if you're really paying attention to the markets and stuff, automotive manufacturing has been down quite a bit uh, over the last two years. It's been contracting. But automation in general has been expanding in many other areas, whether it's the consumer goods, um, pharmaceuticals, food and beverage, uh, and agriculture even. Mm. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of expansion into different areas. And I think it's it's kind of been a good thing that uh, a lot of us in the industry are, are getting away from our reliance on automotive all the time. Uh, we've definitely seen a big contraction there because, for instance, the new electric vehicles, they don't have an engine. They don't have a drivetrain or a transmission. They don't even have brakes anymore. So a lot of a lot of our automotive customers, like ZF Transmission, uh, GKN, Continental, they're really scrambling right now to uh, to find themselves in this new e vehicle uh, arena. Mm. So at the same time, I think that's going to bring new opportunities eventually. But ultimately, the automotive market is kind of indefinitely contracting right now hmm. um but it's i think it's caused uh it's caused a good uh situation for companies like us and psa just because now we have to broaden our horizons and and we open up to all these new companies that really need automation um that are that are you know going for new new opportunities so so tony as a as an entrepreneur starting your business here what do you see the challenges the next year two years five years yeah, are you going to have to change the company or, or do you think you're in the right strategy at this point or are, are you yeah. still morphing? Yeah. So right now, I think that we're we're headed in the right direction. We have a huge backlog of features and functions that we want to develop. So right now, Automate America is a marketplace for industrial contracts, but we want that to include training. We want to include materials. For instance, if somebody wants to buy a robot. I want them to be able to go there, buy the robot, find the services to install it, you know, and, and be that full service marketplace. And uh, right now we're we're a marketplace, but we're a marketplace for industrial contracts. Yeah. So there's a long ways to go there uh, for the training side, certifications, which can also help us down the road build confidence in in the professionals and the suppliers as well. So it's the Amazon. You're trying, exactly. You're trying to move into Amazon's territory. That's correct. And <laughs> and we're really looking a lot at uh, the affiliates and referral programs that they use. Because, for instance, uh, if you hire a contractor and, and he needs to go install your tool in Wyoming, we know where he's going. We know that he needs a flight, a rental car, a hotel. 
we know whether he has his business insurance and whether that's up to a date. You know, we can recommend accountants, uh, banks, things like that. So that's that's kind of how we we see ourselves morphing into a, a true marketplace. And and you mentioned Amazon. We have definitely uh, modeled our our referral and affiliate programs on them. Okay, so Tony, I'm really going to put you on the spot here. I'm Marty. I'm the guy who does that. You know, put people on the spot. So, um, so you are on the PSA podcast in preparation for this discussion. And what was in your heart or in your mind? What did you want to accomplish by coming on to this podcast? And have we gone in the right direction? Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely went in the right direction. All. All that we need to do right now is get the awareness out there that these platforms are out there and that there is a better way and that there is an easy way. I think a lot of uh, the fragmented networks right now are, are what's holding American business back. And I truly I, I truly do not believe that there's a skilled labor shortage. There's a problem with accessing all the skilled labor. And that's really what I wanted to get communicated today, that, uh, that there's solutions out there. And, and platforms like ours, as good as it is, we need more and more people to join. The more people that join, the better it works. Are you going to move outside of engineering to skilled CNC, skilled fabricators, things like that? That's correct. We, we are desperately trying that right now. So recently we put uh, six paintless dent repair professionals in Mercedes van in uh, Ladson, South Carolina. Um, that was kind of out of the blue. It was a skilled trade that we had never worked with before. And uh, we were able to find the people right away and help them out. So it, it, and on that side, we also see a big merging right now of IT and automation. So that's kind of a natural fit, whether it's software developers and things like that. And our platform's really developed for that to match different types of software skills, uh, you know, with the work. So I think that that is uh, that's an easy transition for us and one that we we really want to get involved in more. And uh, construction. We're also looking at a lot of the uh, skilled trades construction uh, work as well. Now, we're not sure if that spins off to another platform or if that stays within Automate America. We would like to have it where when you log in, we show you content, be it work or professionals, based on your industry. So if we do it that way, we can really cover a lot of industries and still show people the relative content for them. Well, Tony Wallace of Automate America has been our guest on the PSA podcast. Tell us again your website, Tony. AutomateAmerica.com. Well, see, a brilliant marketing mind came up with that, huh? AutomateAmerica.com. So, Tony, thanks so much for being part of the podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, Tony, thank you. We appreciate it. Marty, Mike, thank you guys very much for the time. I appreciate it.